Hello and welcome to the Nakuda podcast. To this parsha, Vayigash, last, uh, not the last parsha, um, the closing of the confrontation between Yosef and his brothers. And I just wanted to bring out a few uh, insights that uh, hopefully bring to light a certain nuance that we are uh, perhaps intended to learn from the events of this Parsha. Uh, it's a very, very dramatic climax to the entire episode of the confrontation between Yosef and his brothers, and really the culmination is something that has developed over a few Parshas. Specifically, the uh, confrontation, like the showdown between uh, Yehuda and Yosef, who are, by the way, uh, the really, uh, you know, archetypal leaders, of figures that um, personify the leadership of Klalisol over many, many generations, and that is the house of uh, Yehuda, which actually produced uh, David and Allah as opposed to the uh, house of Yosef, which uh, eventually produced Ephraim, which produced the uh, personality of uh, Irovam ben Nevat, who became the leader of the uh, kingdom of uh, the, the northern kingdom of the kingdom of the, of the ten tribes, as opposed to Yehuda and Binyamin that occupied the southern area of Eretz Yisrael. And uh, just to review the history briefly that happened later on when the Yid went into Yisrael and eventually uh, they took on Sha'ul HaMelech uh, who was actually from Shevet Binyamin and um, eventually he was passed over for the sake of David and David had Shlomo who built the uh, Bayesurishim, the first temple and then uh, right after it didn't last long the unity of the kingdom didn't last long uh, and Shlomo's son Rehobam um, met his match with Yerob and Benavad from Ephraim who basically seceded Ephraim took the ten tri tribes and they seceded from the tribe of uh, from, from Yehud and Benjamin created their own kingdom which lasted until basically the destruction Almost until the destruction of the Mikdash, uh, the first Vesta Mikdash. Uh, and of course, you know, after the exile in, in Babylonia, they went back uh, to reestablish the kingdom, but without the ten tribes at all. So from then on, the ten tribes were never heard of again. Uh, and we're promised in this Haftoyotaka that they will eventually once again be united. But uh, that's going to take a while. Anyway, it has taken a while. Anyway, um, so this confrontation is very significant uh, because it involves two people of obviously extremely high character and two leaders uh, on a very high level. And the conflict that they have here is an interesting one because it's really based on uh, on one side, at least, a total misconception of what the confrontation is about. There is no um, understanding here on the part of Yehuda of exactly who he's dealing with. I mean, he assumes that he's dealing with the Viceroy, the, you know, Mishnah Lamel, the second to the Harai, 
and really is his own brother. Uh, he also does know exactly who he's dealing with, of course, and he has planned out this whole thing. It appears, although it's never really spelled out, that he never really brings the uh, episode to the conclusion that he had hoped to accomplish, uh, because he just couldn't hold out. And this is a this is also a theme that we see many times uh, from the from the uh, creation of the world itself. That there are situations where it seems that something was supposed to have taken longer, and because they couldn't hold out, it had to be preempted, and then because of that, it had to be completed at a later time. I mean, the example is, is, uh, is Mitzrayim, but because they couldn't stay in Mitzrayim uh, for the fully amounted amount of time that they were supposed to, because they were falling into such a level of tumor of impurity that they wouldn't be able to get out again, so Hashem had to take them out somewhat before, you know, jump the gun a little bit and take them out before they were really ready to. And because of that, we had the subsequent uh, goals because they weren't, they weren't ready really to go into it. So at that point, so this concept of readiness, which is all itself a very important concept because um, the very fact that man was created with choice means that he doesn't, uh, rise to the level that he is supposed to right off the bat, right off the right out of the box. He take, it takes time for him to uh, develop his, his potentiality, uh, and until he reaches you know the the, uh, the goal of where he's supposed to be. This is the the um, morale brings down that that is the reason why. Adam is called Adam after the Adama, Adama that he is uh, just as the earth is uh, full of potentiality. It's something that you know isn't uh, you don't see what's going on. The, uh, something doesn't uh, you know just sprout full grown from the earth uh, without any preparation. It takes time. You know, the, the seed that doesn't look anything like the plant has to be planted and then it has to disintegrate uh, and turn into something completely different, which takes time. And, uh, you know, to, to come to the, uh, the uh, eventual um, reality that it was intended to come to. And, uh, you know, that of course, the children, uh, especially human children, even more than animal babies, um, take a lot of time to develop before they become functional. And everything's talking about potential. So nothing, nothing is really happening right away. So things, uh, it's, it's a, there's a process involved. And the maturing of the Jewish people also took a lot of time. And just as here, Yosef is not able to hold out, uh, whether it's emotionally, the, the, the pressure, whatever the different factors involved, obviously it was a very, very high pressure situation. Uh, and he might have wanted to extend it even longer so that the tikkuns could have com completed, because we know the tikkun was really not completed by the fact that later on in the Roman times we had the uh, ten uh, martyrs um, that were apparently, uh, according to the Medrash, uh, the emperor at that time uh, really executed those ten martyrs uh, as a... Um, Way of uh, avenging the the the, uh, the imprisonment, the uh, kidnapping of, of Yosef. So apparently, the the plan that Yosef had to uh, make this uh, 
this, this game that he was basically carrying out um, by <clears throat> draining around uh, the brothers until they would have suffered enough so they would some, somewhat uh, expiate their guilt for having kidnapped him. So that was intended to wipe that out completely. Apparently it didn't, it didn't get wiped out completely, and it still had to be. There's a very interesting uh, uh, passage in the Leshem um, talking about um, the, the whole concept of, of the relationship between an Avera, something, you know, the transgression that a person does and its punishment, that there is a certain amount of evil in the world that uh, the, the concept of Din, which is it is a certain, he says that there's a certain amount, basically, there's a portion to the world from the beginning until the ultimate Gula when it will finally be wiped out. And um, this amount of, it's, 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 a por it's, it's, it's a portion to uh, the Sahara for one thing, and also to the punishment. It's, it's all really one thing. This is a deep concept, I'll go into that now. But the point is that it starts when the Avera is done, and it's completed, it's used up when the punishment is completed. So from the time that there's an entity of this, this Ra, this, this evil that has to be brought, this, that is brought into the world as a result of our actions, and then it has to be, uh, it has to be expiated, compensated for, atoned for, whatever, through some kind of a punishment, that or, or tshuva. So uh, that it exists for that period of time until the, the act is done, until the time that the punishment is finished. And once that's done, then it's wiped out. It's not there anymore. So in this case, you've got a, a kind of a, a uh, it's really slept out for a long time. If you're thinking, if you think of it as, as that it started with the kidnapping of Yosef and it didn't end until um, the, the, the last of the martyrs was, was executed. Uh, you know, it, that, that was a long time. But in any case, <clears throat> what I wanted to bring out about this particular incident is that you can talk about a serious, um, a serious confrontation between Jewish leaders, people on a very, very high level. And each of them obviously means the best. They are, uh, each of them has the highest possible motives for what they're doing. And yet, they are totally, totally incomprehensible to each other because they are very often because of simply a lack of knowledge. We have all kinds of mahlikas in history with serious, serious disagreements and, and opposition from one godel to another godel. Um, and it was very often based on misinformation in terms of who they thought they were dealing with. Or, you know, uh, uh, the examples we just had this, you uh, know, uh, Kislev uh, in Chabad, it was the, uh, largely the uh, Mahlikas between the Vilnagoan and the, uh, the, the, the Balatanya, both were obviously very, very big people. And um, there was a, a they have to put the, the, the Balatani in, in prison and all this, you know, this, this, uh, perhaps they will execute him. And it was obviously because these great Gedolim, I mean, the, the, the Vildegon simply didn't know the caliber of who he was dealing with, or uh, unless you want to assume that he was so uh, so opposed to that particular derech that he wanted to wipe it out even at, the, at that cost. But 
in either case, usually if the situation is that they simply don't know who they're dealing with. They have been, you know, if they were presented with Lashon Hora or whatever, and uh, they felt they had to respond to it. But things happen that they're not really aware totally of, of the situation that they're dealing with. And this was obviously the case here, because now Yehuda is, is, a, is another case of, of, of mistaken identity on his part, because he already had the Maisel with Tamar, where he thought she was somebody that she wasn't, and uh, was about to, to, to execute her for no reason, and only um, was saved at the last, the situation was saved at the last minute. And here again, he is assuming that he's dealing with Yosef and he's threatening him, you know, with possible violence if he's in prison, if he doesn't, if he doesn't uh, um, respond to this appeal. In the end, he's, I mean, he's not actually acting, uh, asking to get off scot-free, but uh, on the contrary, he's, he's volunteering himself to, to serve for uh, Yosef as a slave, and that was a, a sincere, uh, a sincere uh, offer. Uh, but he uh, has to make sure that Binyamin is returned to Yaakov at all costs, uh, even at the cost of, of, of his having to, uh, to sacrifice himself. So, again, this is just a situation that we have to remember, that whenever we're faced with a situation of looking at leaders, a conflict between leaders on a very high caliber, the fact that they are opposed to each other for whatever reason, um, I mean, Yosef didn't certainly didn't really understand the motivation of Yehuda and the brothers in terms of their opposition to him. Um, he had a completely different perspective because of having had the dream, so that, you know, he felt that this was obvious that Hashem, it was intended for Hashem to, that he should be in the position that uh, he, he eventually Taka turned out to be. And the fact is that not only did he have the dreams, but then history, you know, bore it out in the, in the sense that he did eventually uh, rise to that position, so it, it really couldn't be disputed at that point. But the point is, it had to happen. You know, we know that the Yitin had to. It was it was a, the COVID way for Yaakov and the, the Jewish people to descend to Mitzrayim. Otherwise, it would have had to, it had would have had to be in a much more unpleasant way. And this was part of the plan. I mean, it was already prophesied back in the back by by Avramovini, by the Brisbane of the Surin, that they were going to have to go into exile. So it all it all had to happen. And we have to accept that, you know, this was Hashem's judgment and this was just the way things had to happen. But the way it happens, and because all of life is basically a plan that Hashem has in a broad way of what's supposed to happen and, and when it's supposed to happen, Hashem is, is control of the whole thing. So we're just, you know, following the, 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 the moves in a very, very uh, uninformed way. I mean, there's so much that we don't understand, and even if the greatest leaders in Klalisol very often don't have a clue of what's going on or why it has to happen that way. And we just have to keep up with Tocha, and we have to keep, you know, following our leaders, and we have to still, you know, try to uh, to make the best of the situation, and whatever it is, even if we really have no clue of uh, what's happening. We, but, but the other aspect is that we have to act decisively, because you see that, you know, the fact that Yehuda did stand up and, you know, spoke up, too wasn't afraid to speak up in front of Yosef, who to him was, you know, a major leader, major world leader in this at this point. He certainly didn't try to to escape that uh, responsibility, and um, and Yosef certainly was acting decisively according to the way that he felt things had to be handled. So nobody was shirking their um, their responsibility to to take action. Um, 
even if in, in, in the final analysis, the confrontation that um, was, was being played out here was, in a sense, a, a conflict that didn't exist because uh, we, they were simply weren't the people they thought they really did deal with. But whatever it is, um, it is a very dramatic uh, parsha. It's something that um, uh, it, it communicates the tremendous tension and emotion that was uh, present at this point. Um, that you know the way the whole the way it's brought down is very very powerful, and you know we can we can uh, appreciate that. Um, and understand that you know these things have to happen in life sometimes, and we have to be set straight. And um, things have to happen as they have to happen.